Good morning. I'm Peter Inch along with Steve Gilbert. We are the co-hosts of the Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show presented by Roy Inch and Sons Heating, Air Conditioning and Plumbing, a service experts company, an eight-time winner of the Consumer's Choice Award, seven-time winner of the Free Press Best of London, three-time winner of the Best of Home Stars, and a two-time winner Top Choice Award. We are also the presenting sponsor for the London Knights radio broadcast and the OK Tire BKT Tire 2020 Continental Cup of Curling. We thank you for listening today. Hope you'll be able to listen every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 as we provide you, our listeners, with some information on your heating, air conditioning, and plumbing. But most important, those phone lines are open, so give us a call at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Don't wait. Give us a call. Welcome back, Mr. Gilbert. Thank you, Peter. You were down in Paraguay. Building a couple of homes? I was in Paraguay, South America, yes, for Habitat, building a couple of homes, yes. And they were for me? A vacation <laughs> cottage for me to go to Paraguay? Uh, no, uh, so um, we were with uh, Habitat Paraguay, Habitat for Humanity, and um, we were we had the opportunity to build, a, start a couple of new homes for a couple of single moms. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And you got it all done, got the TV installed? No, we no. just, we start, uh, so there's a, just an empty lot, so we start with with just the foundation work, so um, we dig footings, uh, put the foundation in, uh, dig the septic system, um, so really that's all we can accomplish in, in five days. So all that was done, we've got about, oh, two feet above the ground, and uh, that's where we left it at. Now, the rocks... <laughs> As they get closer to the equator, they, they're heavier, right? No, actually, they're lighter. They, they look big, uh, and you would assume that, you know, but a big rock is still heavy no matter what. And yes, I know where you're going with this. Yes, I have a little twinge in my back. Yeah. It's not quite there yet, um, but, you know, it'll get a little bit better. So you always used to say, I was the pain in your side. You still are. Now it's your back. No, it's, you're it's still a pain in my side. You're, you're not helping this get any better. <laughs> Aren't I? No, no. no. Would you like me to get you a little cushion to put behind your back? If you could get me a cushion like you bought your dog, that dog bed, <laughs> that would be awesome because, well, you know, I don't know what you spent on that memory foam special dog bed, but it looks pretty nice. Well, we're going to give it another week, <laughs> and if it does not end up in little pieces all over the floor, we are inviting that gentleman to come into the show to okay. talk about his dog beds all right. because I bought two that are now just little fluff balls all over the house. And then you spent... So you I spent, spent money a lot on of money two on cheap ones, and now you bought a good one, and yeah. yeah. And it has been perfect, and it's sitting in it, chewing on the old dog beds. Okay. Sitting in this new one. So we'll see. So my songs this week are all about home, and it's for three reasons. One, what you've done. We plus, we're in a lot of homes these days trying to keep uh, people warm. Mm-hmm. But we have a couple of special guests from Mission Services of London with us. Yeah, so uh, our two guests are, we have Erica Ayala Ronson, Director of Development and Communications. And we also have Gordon Russell, who's Director of Shelters, Men's Mission, and the Rothholm Family Shelter. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we wanted to talk, we've, we've brought you in because not all of us have a nice warm house that uh, we go into and, and we drive by on the street in our cars and we see the less fortunate there. And, you know, what can we do to help? What, what can the city do? What can our listeners do? What, what can we do to help? 
Well, thank you so much for the opportunity of coming uh, on the show and, and sharing a little bit with the community about how they can come alongside uh, people in need. Um, you know, I, I um, will defer to Gordon to tell you a little bit more about what uh, work is going on at uh, Rotham uh, Women's and, and Family Shelter. Um, and uh, certainly there is an opportunity coming up uh, for the community uh, to help in this work and help provide families um, with, with spaces to be, um, help them avoid ever having to enter emergency shelter through our fall banquet on November 14th. So I'll pass it over to Gordon, and he can tell us more about uh, our work there. So Rotholm is an emergency shelter for families. So we have uh, 20 rooms, um, so one family per room. Sometimes we will use two rooms because the families of such a size that right. we require two rooms to, to accommodate them. Um, but we're, we're more than just an emergency shelter, although that's pretty important in and of itself. Yeah. Um, what we attempt to do is when a family calls us uh, initially, um, they are imminently going to experience some kind of homelessness, or at least they feel like they are. And when you have limited room and you're also trying to help people avoid an emergency shelter stay, um, then one of the first things we're attempting to do is divert them from coming to shelter at all. Right. Um, and in some instances um, – Depending on the circumstances of the family, we will actually send somebody to them wherever they are uh, in, in London and help them to sort out their current living situation. Sometimes that means that um, how can we figure out how to resolve whatever is going on where you are? In some cases, it also means that, okay, you can't stay where you are, but maybe we have enough time to find you another place right. so you don't come into shelter. So that's our kind of a, our first step uh, that we're doing um, then when they come into shelter, depending on their circumstances, we have somebody who actually can help them find a place. And so we have what we call a housing selection worker or some places called a housing finder. So that's somebody who, you know, when they get up in the morning, they have one job to do. It's just like your guys have, you know, yeah. they got one job to yeah. do. So their job is to connect with landlords, to connect with uh, people who rent places and develop relationships so that they can bring families who are in shelter to those places and, and make that connection. And then and lastly, in some instances, again, if the circumstances are really, really quite severe for a family moving out, they may need a little bit more help to, in order to sustain that place because the last thing we want is to have them turn around and come back in. Right. right. Yeah. So that means that we'll send somebody to continue that support um, and help that family kind of get grounded in the community and grounded in their home. Now, you know, are you getting daily calls or are we in a crisis situation now or is it just a steady flow? It's a steady flow and it's interesting the word crisis. Yeah. Um, anybody who's experiencing homelessness would tell you it's a crisis, crisis. Yeah. every single day. That, exactly, yeah. yeah. And I mean, we see it. I if I, And what I should say, we see it if we open our eyes. If we want to keep our blinders on and drive down the street, we yeah. don't see it. But yeah. the more and more, I guess, age, no comment, Mr. Gilbert, but as you get older, you start to realize, start looking around your world instead of just focusing on what you have to get done that day or I got to go get groceries or whatever it is. And you start uh, opening your eyes a little more. And, yeah. and that's what we hope on this show we do. And that's why we're having you in. We, we want everybody to start to open their eyes and, and sometimes open their wallets to help out and uh, yeah. make sure that mm -hmm. uh, 
we can make sure that this gets better. I don't know if we'll ever eliminate it. I mean, that would be the ideal goal, but at least get better or uh, work towards, uh, like you say, moving them out of shelters into a permanent place and, and see them thrive and become uh, great people in our community who will then turn around and probably do more than we ever will do. So Absolutely. Absolutely. So in now um, London Mission Services or Mission Services of London, what other, what's all the areas that, that you're involved in? I know you have a couple of stores. that. Yes, we have one store, actually, um, the Mission Store, and um, it functions as a thrift store. Right. Um, at the same time, it runs programs for uh, that help folks who cannot afford even the modest prices of a thrift store. Uh, we have a, an emergency voucher program. Uh, that um, helps individuals and families, um, you know, when they cannot afford um, a fresh start, in a sense, we will uh, provide them with household items and clothing and footwear uh, at no cost to them. And they're referred to us uh, by more than 70 referral agencies uh, in the city. And it also runs Warm Hands, Warm Hearts, uh, starting in November, actually, all the way to February, delivering warm clothing to kids in schools who might not have what they need to stay warm in the winter. That's just one of our five branches. Great. Well, when we come back, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, Should you have any questions on heating, air conditioning, plumbing, or any questions for Erica or Gordon, please give us a call at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Pretty good, Steve. That's, that's not bad, Peter. I'll give you that one. Philip okay. Phillips Home. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting better at picking these songs. Well, you've had a long time to work on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 260, <laughs> what? 64 shows. Yeah. So we're going to head right to the phone, and we have uh, Craig on the line. Go ahead, Craig. Hi, Peter. Hi, Steve. How you doing? Good. Hi, Craig. How are you? Good. Uh, your guys gave me some great advice in the summer about what to do with my air conditioning and about keeping my doors, you know, mostly closed and open an inch, and it was great. So now what do I do in the winter when I want my home office to be warm, which is completely surrounded by, well, unheated or uh, garage underneath and stuff like that? Do I do the same inch thing, or do I open the doors because it's an open concept? You would open your doors wide open because hot air rises. Yeah. Uh, so I, I know your office is on the second floor. Right. So yeah. if you open your doors, that hot air will rise up and start. Keep your fan running all the time. So again, we want to keep that air circulating. Um, but definitely open up. And even rooms that you're not using, open up those doors so they get warm. It doesn't okay. become cold. And keep in mind, okay. Craig, if, if, you're, if your chair... If your chair is near the window, obviously you're always going to feel a little bit colder because of that glass. So you, you may you may just want to close the drape or something just so that cold. Sorry, Steve, I can barely hear you. I'm sorry. Just uh, if your if your chair to your desk is close to the window, you just your the glass is always cold, right? So you you may just want to pull a drape or something so that doesn't migrate in on your back all the time if your chair is close. Right. To it. Can I ask you another question about my thermostat? <laughs> sure. 
Yep. There's um, the thermostat has a triangle with a exclamation mark on it. Yes. Ba- battery low. I I would tell you if you push that triangle, it'll give you the information that you need. I don't think it's a touchpad. Nope. Oh. Okay. It's a Honeywell Pro Series. You know what? We would say buy a new thermostat. No. <laughs> if you take a picture of your thermostat and text it to me, then I'll call you and give you an answer. All right. Okay. okay. Thanks, guys. Have You're, a great morning. You Thank too. You. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Greg. Bye. Bye. And we have another caller. Uh, Ina? Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, fine. Thanks. Um, Actually, I wanted to find out about... Uh, uh, portable humidifiers that don't take up a lot of space. I remember the ones from uh, childhood. What was the, it was a huge monster of a thing that which took up a lot of water. Um, are there portable uh, humidifier units that will not take up as much space? Uh, y- you can you can get small portable units at you know at uh, Canadian Tire or Best Buy or not Best Buy Canadian Tire or Home Depot. They're more they're more decorative type models. They'll hold a couple of liters of water, um, and then you can just kind of plug them in. They're certainly more decorator friendly than the old. I remember the old style you're talking about, but you you can just pick one of those up at one of those stores. It's not okay. something that we sell. And okay, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. And that's a big um, thing now is humidity. Yes, I mean you can keep your thermostat set a little lower. If the house is, has humidity in it, yes. Uh, if it doesn't, you're turning it up a couple of degrees, and everybody should be turning on their humidifiers and uh, getting a new water panel or humidifier pad yeah. and getting those all set up. So, great advice, Mister Ranch. Thank you, as always, Steve. <laughs> as we, um, so, Erica, if you can, we've talked about the um, the store, but what other uh, Areas. There's five pillars, I'll call them, or? Yes, there are five branches of service at Mission Services of London. Um, Gordon has spoken about Rotham Family Shelter, um, and we spoke about the store as well. So there there are three others. There's also Quinton Warner House, which is an addic- addiction treatment branch um, for men. And this is a live-in addiction treatment program. It um, is meant to help men who have had uh, chronic addiction and are really trying to break free of that. Um, there's a lot of work that, that goes on. Uh, they actually live there. They um, have a roof over their heads. They have nutritious meals. They're taught um, life skills. Uh, they do counseling, individual work, group work um, to really um, exit from from the bondage of, of uh, addiction uh, on their lives and, and achieve a fresh start. So that's just one um, other uh, branch that we have. And then uh, we also have community mental health programs, which uh, run out of the same building as the Men's Mission, which a lot of our listeners will recognize Mm -hmm. on York Street. Um, It is actually... meant to serve those who experience not only homelessness, but also a mental illness and sometimes an addiction at the same time. They have a variety of outreach-based uh, programming to help folks um, in this way. And for the last uh, branch, I will actually pass it over to Gordon because it is the men's mission uh, where he spends a lot of his time. Yeah. Um, so the, the men's mission is uh, located on York Street and it's an emergency and transitional to sort of long-term shelter for men. 
16 years of age and older. They, um, there are actually 111 emergency shelter beds in, in that facility and another 35 transitional to long-term beds. Uh, so our primary response is to individuals, men, who are 16 years of age and older who are experiencing homelessness. And if I could just take a few, like a, yeah, a minute to just, sure. just do a bit of a shout out. Yeah. We're talking about uh, a community response to homelessness uh, yeah. in this past week. Um, uh, the City of London sponsored an event called uh, Housing Stability Week. And so out of Silverwood Arena, they invited folks who were experiencing homelessness, whether they were living in a shelter or, as we say, sleeping rough or urban camping, uh, to come and uh, to connect and to start the process of finding housing. Um, and I, I don't know the numbers yet out of that, but I know a number of people who actually ended up going to that and getting housing as a result of awesome. that. So That's there's great. there's a, a, a really, really positive signal to, to our community about that, and we're just hoping that it will continue. And 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 that should continue. You know that should be an ongoing process that we're the community's trying to help. And you know applaud the city of London for stepping up and doing that. And mm-hmm. you know let's keep it going. And and the more housing we can find. And and you know we we as landlords and everyone else we all got to start stepping up. And mm-hmm. and you know I hear when they're building a new complex and they're going to put ten aside. You know that's great, but we still need probably more than just those 10 and need to work at it. So Mm -hmm. So now you have a, I call it a gala, but you call a banquet that's happening this fall. We we do have that coming up, Peter. Uh, It's actually happening uh, very, very soon. Uh, It will be on Thursday, November the 14th. It is being held at RBC Place London, uh, formerly known as the London Convention Center, at 5.30 p.m. And uh, we're going to be there with four to 500 of our closest friends. Uh, nice. You know, yeah, coming together to um, um, to help families in need. Uh, Perdita Felicien will be our keynote speaker. Uh, she is a uh, um, world champion hurdler and two-time Olympian um, as well. So she'll be sharing not only from her uh, experience uh uh, literally and figuratively uh, overcoming obstacles, uh, but from her personal uh, life, what a lot of people don't realize is that she has lived experience staying in a shelter as a child. So this is a place where community can come together. Uh, visit missionservices.ca for for tickets and and for information. All of the proceeds from the event will go towards prevention of homelessness for families. And, you know. We can get 600, 700 people. Can you handle that? I We can, we can do that. Right. We'll make it happen. <laughs> well, let's, let's do that. Let's, <laughs> let's uh, do it. Yep. Let's get out there. They're $90 a ticket. You know, um, get out, get a ticket, get there. Let's let's help. Let's blow the doors off and, and make sure that uh, the room's filled. Uh, she's a great speaker. I've heard her. I, I know her a little bit. I wouldn't say we're friends, but I, I've run into her in my sport world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she'll be just excellent. And and uh, we need to get there. We need to sell it out or even push it a little farther if we can. So you got it. Tickets are available at MSLF or MSL Fall Banquet at Eventbrite.ca. Yep. And yeah. people can visit missionservices.ca as well. Okay. Uh, there'll be a link get, there. There'll be a link right there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. And, that, and that's October, or sorry. That, November. November 14th, 14th. at 530. At, I'm going to have a hard time always with RBC Place. 
you know, yes. I'm always used to convention centers. Yeah. You know, go yeah. to the convention center. You know. <laughs> now I got to go, what's the new name of that? So. Yes. RBC. So, RBC. Now, we talk about shelter diversion, housing selection, housing sustainability. You know, our show's kind of about housing today. You know, how how do you do that? How do you take a family and, and then try to find that housing for them? How does it really work? Well, I think uh, one of the things we need to understand is that families are well-motivated uh, to do this. I mean, they're looking after small children often, and um, they've got to have a plan. So if things are not working out where they are or if things are, uh, in, in a sense, uh, beyond their ability to sort of resolve, uh, they've got to start planning, and they often are. And so we've, we've got to also recognize that as much as we provide services, families themselves come in and uh, many of them are just rearing to go. Let's, let's find a place. So they're yeah. well-motivated to do that and um, remarkably resourceful people. Really? Um, and I think that's the part that sometimes escapes us is how resource, resourceful people are. Right. So that's kind of the first step. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then it's just a lot of conversation, a lot of hard work in terms of looking for places. Uh, in some cases, we're having to negotiate with landlords, um, try to persuade them that this is a sort of a good opportunity yep. uh, for a tenant. And, and in some cases, we're, we're also trying to work with families to um, do the little things that landlords all expect. Yeah. So what do they expect? They expect you to pay your rent, on time preferably. Yeah. Um, pay your rent. Uh, don't damage the property and don't mess with the neighbors. Uh, those are fairly three simple little things, and but there are some individuals and some families who who struggle with those kinds of things, and so it's our job to sort of help them figure that out. Okay. Is there a real uh, is there a real shortage of of uh, housing or apartments for people in the city, Gordon? Yes, there is, and and you'll probably have heard on the news many times over the last uh, few months that the vacancy rates in London are very, very low. Yes. Uh, and then when you actually then start to take the vacancy rates and apply them to a certain strand of rent, right? Uh, then they probably get lower still. Right. Um, so that's, that's a constant uh, challenge. And that's why uh, our housing selection worker is so important to what we're doing. Yes. Um, because again, they get up in the morning and what's their job? Let's find housing. And that means building relationships with landlords. Um, even if we, you know, have a landlord that accommodates one of our folks or families and then they move, uh, we're still trying to sort of turn that around and say, hey, we got another family that exactly. you know, can yes. come in there. So that, that relationship is so key. Right. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but remember those phone lines are open. So give us a call at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. I'm just too far from where you are. I want to come home. Do you want to? You want to name that one, Steve? I, think I didn't that's know one that you were a Michael Bubbles fan. Yes, I am. Yeah. I am. Okay. Yeah. A little buble there. A little, little buble. Yeah. So, and that's what we're talking about. Do you listen to that in your car and your... I do. Okay. I got the CD, you know. I just I'm sure you and... do have the CD. And you have a CD player in your car? I do. It's an old car. No. I, <laughs> <laughs> I have a CD. Even the new computer that came with no CD player, I went and bought a CD player that will plug into oh, the did computer. Oh, so. old school. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. right. Old. It's called Spotify, remember? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. My Spotify is not working very oh, well okay. right now. All right. right. 
So we were talking off break, and I said, you know, I felt like I, I believe, and don't make a comment on this, Steve, but I believe I'm educated, and you know, I, but I hadn't really seen homeless or thought of homeless or realized it for a lot of years. And we were talking that it really has started to appear over the last couple of years. And, and, and we're seeing uh, urban camping and uh, people on the street. And, and that's when you really kind of hit you in the face and you got to realize that the world's changing. And, uh, but it all leads down to that home. You know, where can they get a home? And uh, you, uh, Gordon, you were mentioning, you know, $390 is what they have for rent. And we were talking of where would you find? Where uh, would you find a where would you find a rental unit for three hundred ninety dollars yeah. in the city of London? Or even a room. Yeah. And and that becomes a challenge. But if we did have that, would they be able to get on their feet and get going? Yeah, and, and some people would, to be quite frank. And and that's that shouldn't be the end of it, right? That right. shouldn't be like I get room for three ninety and then we're done. <laughs> right. Right. Um yes. hopefully that, you know, people are then gonna be taking steps and um, I, I remember when I first started uh, 28 years ago, somebody said to me, there's sort of three things that we want to make sure people have. We want to make sure they have a home. Yeah. So that, that's fairly fairly basic. Um, in in best case scenario, we want to make sure that people are employed yeah. and that it's meaningful employment. And then the third thing is that people actually have good, solid relationships. They have friends. They have people in their lives. Right. Um, because all of those three things are sort of the basis uh, for moving forward. There's probably others. Um, so you're right. If Even if we were able to find a place for somebody, um, there are still steps that need to be taken in order for people to be able to live a meaningful life. And mission services helps with that? Uh, yes, actually, uh, Gordon can can speak to a number of ways that that um, we do that. We certainly believe that it's not just about getting four walls and a roof above your head. That's not how we define home. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that's part of why we at at Rothom uh, will extend supports beyond the shelter. So that's right. why we're gonna, in some instances, we're gonna follow a family when they leave. Yeah. And part of our reason for following them is that, A, we want to help them to sustain the housing that they've acquired. And, and B, we want them to actually start to get rooted into, into the community, um, to look at opportunities. Um, in a lot of cases, uh, look at opportunities not only for the adult in that family or the adults in that family, but for those children right. uh, who become that generation that hopefully is going to break that cycle of poverty yeah, right. in Absolutely. their lives. Exactly. Home is about belonging. It yes. is. Yep. yep. I, Steve, me and you belong together. So but, okay. we're, <laughs> he doesn't know what to say. <laughs> He's totally speechless. I, oh, I'm speechless. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to head. We got Rob on the phone. Maybe he will take that speechless away from you. Go ahead, Rob. Yeah. Um, I might be just slightly off topic, but I wondered if I could uh, get just a little bit more information about the trip to Paraguay down there. Um, is everything... Uh, Relatively civilized down there in uh, in Paraguay, everybody uh, uh, treating each other uh, fairly, and you know all of your parts and that sort of thing for uh, your uh, uh, the stuff you need for building a home down there. Is all that stuff available? And so, and anything. So, um, 
I, I don't know the, I, I don't really get involved in the political climate of Paraguay. Uh, all I know is they receive us very happily. The people are very kind. Uh, they are a community in need, much like we have here in London as well. Um, all the materials that are supplied to build a home are, are done locally. So um, really all we're doing is supporting, um, just helping a family uh, start a home and uh, just do the grunt work. When we leave, um, the local community is the one who finishes that property. So, because um, I wanted to make sure I was involved in something that wasn't going to take a job away from uh, local. Uh, so we are assured from Habitat that that does not happen. Uh, so, it's a, it's obviously it's a it's a it's a beautiful place. The people are awesome, and uh, I would I would go back time and time again. Okay, great. Okay, great. thanks. Thanks, Thank Rob. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate the call. Um, family shelter is that common, or is is that something unique to mission services? Um, there are other family shelters in Ontario. Yeah. Um, um, the, probably the closest one for us would be in Kitchener-Waterloo. Um, uh, there are uh, other family shelters that have a focus in the violence against women sector. Right, yes. Um, so in our community, that would be ANOVA. Yeah. Um, and they would provide shelter. And, of course, there would be, there would be children and, uh, you know, associated with single mothers in, in there. So, yes, there are other family shelters in, in Ontario. And that, so then... Obviously, if if a family came to you, but it was more violence related, then you would redirect them to yes. to that association. Yeah, we yes. would get on the phone and, and, and make would... that and make that transition. Okay. Yes, absolutely. And the thing that um, we do stress to you is that when it comes to Rothholm, um, while there are other family shelters in Ontario, a family has to travel. Uh, uh, fairly long way to actually find the next one around here. And a lot of these families don't necessarily have the means to actually get there. So when you think about um, distance in this context, we also need to be mindful of how people travel and the fact that that could be a constraint for the families in need too. So in a sense, this could be their only option um, in a realistic way. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, your challenge becomes you only have so much room. I think it was 20 20 rooms and if you have 20 families in that next family shows up to the doorstep and it must uh tear at your heart when you don't have room for them yeah one of the challenges is that when we're at 20 um first of all most families will phone they phone uh, and most families it's not necessarily that day although there are some that are saying that day i've got to find somewhere to go but most are phoning and that means that often families are somewhere yeah. They're 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 staying with grandma, or they're staying in a place that you know they've been evicted from, or they're they're in a motel hotel or somewhere. They're physically somewhere, as opposed to many of single males who come to a shelter. They're on the street already. Yeah. Right, they're already there. So if they're there, then we have an opportunity because they're somewhere already. There are occasions though when somebody physically shows up at Rothholm and they present themselves and they say, "Okay, we got we got nowhere to go." Um, they've walked or they've driven there or whatever the case may be or been dropped off with a taxi. Um, and so in those instances, uh, we'll have the same diversion conversation that we would have on the phone, but they're sitting in our lounge when we're right. having that yeah. conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. And we're having that conversation and sometimes we have that conversation over 24 hours. 
so they get an opportunity to stay in our lounge because we don't have any other space while we're working out whatever the issue is. Boy. Yeah, it kind of hits home when you start thinking about that. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to take another quick break, but remember those phone lines are open, so give us a call at uh, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. That was for Jamie uh, Weisler. That was Ozzy Osbourne. Mama, okay. I'm coming home. All right. You know, but I see you didn't even bounce your head no. once to that. No. So, well, we're going to head to the phone lines, and we have Sarah on the line. Go ahead, Sarah. Oh, hi. I'm just wondering. I'm in a retirement home, and I have one of these uh, washer-dryer, you know, for an apartment. Yes. How important is it? for the owners of this place to clean the dryer vents. Uh, do you know how long the building has been there? Is it? Um... Uh, well, it's been renovated. The building was probably 50 years old, but it, the place was renovated about 12 years old, okay. 12 years ago. So if they, and it's a hard thing to tell if you can't see it, but if the... Uh, Dryer vent is an aluminum, um, what I call smooth surface vent. Yeah. There, there probably isn't a, a time frame you need to clean it. If it oh. is a corrugated plastic or corrugated no. aluminum, that's where the lint will build up. Okay. Now, occasionally, they may have to clean the vent hoods outside if they had a screen on to protect it, a bird from coming in. Right, but if it's right. just a flap that opens up, most of that lint will blow outside and, yeah. and won't get caught in that. Now, it is important to clean your, your lint trap on that dryer every time. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. But, but I just wondered if it was a fire hazard for them not to be, you know, getting the vacuum out and going down the, 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 the chute there to clean it. Yeah, it isn't if it's a smooth vent. Now, if you ever have the dryer looked at because it isn't heating or something, they should always vacuum out that dryer and clean out any lint that's in that dryer. Oh, okay. But uh, normally uh, there's not a rule that you have to do it every five to six years. Oh, okay. But normally what will happen, it will take longer to dry your clothes. Yeah. And then that's a sign that there could be some lint buildup at that time. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I just wondered if it was a fire hazard or... Well, dryers are always a fire hazard. Yeah. Um, but it's, if as long as they've been installed properly, and, and again, I don't like the plastic venting, then they, they work mm-hmm. well. So, okay, very okay. good. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Steve, you're telling me to wrap it up. Hey, I'm going back to my old, when I was an appliance technician, Steve. You know, that, that just okay, brought We don't back need on. to relive that. You don't, <laughs> you don't need to relive that? <laughs> no. That was, uh, yeah, that was kind of a I good know question. you like those appliance questions, <laughs> yeah. yes. We Even though we yeah. haven't done appliance repairs since 2010, we still, old stuff I can talk about, new stuff I can't talk about. Okay. 
So again, we got to talk about where did I put the note? The banquet. We got to talk fall, about this big gala. Yes, the, the fall banquet and silent auction. Yes, there's a silent auction. There's over a hundred items that we are auctioning off uh, during uh, the banquet. So people have an opportunity uh, to bid on some fantastic items and experiences, anywhere from restaurant uh, experiences to, um, you know, we even have a luggage set and uh, uh, tickets to different things. Uh, so people, by coming to the event, have that opportunity. And everything that's raised through the silent auction, again, supports prevention of homelessness for families. Awesome. And again, that's taking place November 14th at 5.30 at the RBC Place, formerly the London Convention Center. Correct. $90 a ticket. We want to sell it out, plus push it a little more. You got it. So let's uh, get out there and uh, purchase those tickets. You know, I offered Steve on the silent auction table, you know, to come on the radio show. They just thought, you know. So did you give them a thermostat instead? <laughs> <laughs> Those are important. They Those are. Those are important. Extremely important, yes. <laughs> you know, not everybody thinks that, you know, coming on the radio show with you and I is a treat, right? Or it's, it has some it's has some value. Trick right? or treat, you know. That's trick or idea, treat, yeah. yes. No, yeah. the, we're having fun. Gordon and I are having fun. This yeah. is great. Thank you. And we should mention the last show is the Commodores. The last song. Last song. The Commodores. Commodores. Pulled that back from my disco days. Brick house. (laughs) Steve, Steve's (laughs) just trying to visualize this and shaking his head. He he was there. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's there. Lionel Richie, right? The Commodores. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was there. Yeah, he was. But the Brick House, so oh, okay. You hear that? It just kind of brings you back to the. No, 80s. it doesn't bring. No, it doesn't. <laughs> now I had one question that I, uh, you know, should we get our air conditioner cover on? Ah, you still got time, right? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> mine is on. So you know, when I put mine on, it's time. Yes, so. you should. Yeah, the, the leaves are falling, the snow, it actually had some snow on the windshield the other day. So yeah, you sh- if you don't have it on, you should put your cover on. And turn the breaker off, please. Because yeah. then it keeps, it'll discharge the current going to that capacitor and it won't be a nice warm place for uh, rodents to want to have a nice warm place for the winter. And if you don't know what breaker it is and when you find out market, it really helps every year and helps the technicians. Yes. Uh, mine, the... They didn't label it correctly, the electricians. Right. So I can never figure out. They've got all the numbers, but I can't figure out which breaker is number one and which breaker is number 12. And oh. it becomes a real headache every year. You got a Sharpie, don't you? you can I do. Mar- okay. Mark yeah. it with a Sharpie. And your water hose. You should be. Yeah, you should take your take your hoses off your outside uh, uh, water bib just so that you don't get a freeze up because it, it, if it freezes... If the hose is attached, it's going to freeze. It will freeze right inside the hydrant and probably split inside the house. Yeah, and take and drain the water out of the hose. But it's, you know, we can... It's that time. We can hope, but it's not going to get any better. So, Eric... Boy, that's that's enlightening, but go ahead. (laughs) I'm putting my Christmas lights up, so... Okay. Ask Eric a question. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> so as we've, we've just got a few minutes left, I want to give yourself and then Gordon an opportunity to just say whatever you would like to our listenership and uh, what we can do to help. And, and uh, we're listening. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the opportunity to mention this. Um, f- We've been talking about the banquet. That's certainly a chance for people to come out and help support uh, families who are in need 
um, in London and, and area. There are many other ways, though, to plug in to, to this labor of love uh, at Mission Services of London. Um, people can donate online at missionservices.ca. They can also um, mail in uh, donations. But um, consider also the opportunity to volunteer. Uh, we have 200-plus volunteers that make this um, this work possible. It, it, it really wouldn't happen um, without the thousands of hours that they so generously give and and uh, the the dedication that they show that way. So please visit our website again, missionservices.ca, for information um, on volunteering, on the banquet, um, on donating. Our volunteer relations coordinator will be happy uh, to hear from listeners and, and connect them. Perfect. And Gordon? Yeah, it's a <clears throat> interesting thing to be able to say something to wrap something up. I I I guess I would, uh, um, if I had a message for for our community, is to to see the folks that uh, we're serving at Rotholm and um, and at other parts of Mission Service of London as the same as us. Right. Uh, that there are neighbors. Uh, in some cases, there are friends, uh, but they're fellow citizens of our community, and they may appear completely different from us but they're really very much the same. And so we have that privilege of serving them, and uh, I would encourage the community to, to, to see them that way. Well, thank you. On behalf of Steve and I and Roy Inch and Sons Service Experts, we want to thank both of you and everyone at Mission Services for all the work you do. Um, you know, you're a big part of this community. You're a big part of London. Couldn't be done, you know, the work you're doing. Uh, we really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we, I think you're going to see my company get more involved mm-hmm. after talking yeah. to Carol. She's pretty convincing when, when, <laughs> yes, she, sit, she, is. <laughs> when she sits across from you and she's uh, really got me thinking. And so uh, I think you'll see us a lot more involved as we go down and uh, even in looking to our um, social committee to get involved in the walk that's Thank coming you. up. So um, definitely with that. Fantastic. Thank you. Anything you'd like to say, Mr. No. Paraguay? Uh, well, it's, it's, it's communities in need. And um, it's, uh, I, I like, it's all about, I like the part about serving. Um, it's, you know, serving others is a, is a great, is a great way to assist. If you can't do it monetarily, you can certainly give your time. Um, and by doing that, you're going to get more in touch um with, with what's going on in the city. So it's not going to be foreign to you. You're going to actually see it and live it. And, mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty passionate about that. So, um, it's all, you just really need to serve your community. Thank you. Well, and, and we'll give another shout out to city of London for their work that they've mm-hmm. done in the past week or so and keep it going. And Mr. Holder, mayor worship, let's, let's not stop. Let's just keep going and working at it. And, Give me a call. We'll see what we can do to help out. Yeah. We should mention we're setting the clocks back an hour. Yep, tonight, so don't be late for work on Monday. Make sure you get that done, Steve. Okay. And But you should be changing your battery and your smoke detector, your and CO co- detector. And CO detector, yep. And if, and I say <laughs> this big word, if you have a battery in your thermostat, if, you yes. should be changing. Yes, but we don't want to, uh, if you don't take a screwdriver and start prying at your thermostat. If it's a smart thermostat, has Wi-Fi capabilities, it probably does not need a battery. So, But just double check to yeah, make sure. Because there is a lot of the old, what we call Magic Stat, Honeywell Magic Stat thermostats ran on the batteries. And if the batteries die, you had no heat. 
So that's why we always say we want to make sure you check those out. Yeah. A lot of the batteries are just to hold the program. Yes. But the same thing, if we can get those replaced, but your CO detector and your smoke detector for sure. When we're not on the radio, you can reach us by calling in London or St. Thomas at 519-681-2450 or in Sarnia at 519-786-2373 or always at 1-866-EXPERTS. You can also get us on online at RoyInch.com where you can listen to a podcast of this show by hitting the company tab, then the about us tab, and then you'll see the inch by inch button. As we say at the shop, life is hard by the yard. Buy from inch, life's a cinch. We'll see you next week. So not